I am happily divorced from you. I really am. I feel lucky that I married you because we have a good divorce, but I am um, sorry. I just got distracted. By the flushing toilet. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Hi, I'm Nellie. And I'm Dan. And this is Happily Demarried, where we talk about going through divorce and learning how to raise kids together without going through hell. Well, like pure hell. Like sometimes it's like hellish, but it's not pure hell ever, right? No, it's just a pure hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, it's Dan, and that's Nellie. Hi. She can't speak for herself. This is Happily Demarried, the Facebook Live edition, which is the only edition. And today we're going to talk about communication. And my flat. This could be really short, because we don't necessarily have a whole lot to say about communication, even though it's vitally important. I have a lot to say about it. Okay, you start. I think you and I take for granted how we communicate. When I talk to other people, they're like, wow, you just did that? So my dad went in the hospital this week. It's like one phone call, and you've got my dog, my kids. my Like, there's some things you don't, you, you don't wrestle with and go, oh, when my mom was sick, she didn't help me. You just go, okay, her dad's sick. She has to be in the hospital. The kids need to get to crew and baseball and the dog and, and, and I really don't take that for granted. And I hope you don't think I do, but when, when one of us needs the other and it's off schedule and it's not our time to be with the kids, I think that we've trained ourselves on how to be okay. You text me today. Hey, I have a concert Sunday night. Can you swap nights? And my trigger naturally in the old days was like, concert, eh, eh, like, why can't you be with the kids? And I'm like, I've trained myself just to go yes first and go, is there any reason I can't do this? Have I made plans? Have I done anything? Did it? And I'm like, yes. So it's, if you train yourself to say yes first to everything, it's like when you take, when I was doing improv classes, the thing they train you in improv is when you're on stage and somebody comes up and goes, I'm a vet. My dog only eats bananas. Do you have any bananas? The other person on the stage has to say yes. You don't say, no, I don't sell bananas because then what, what happens to the skit? It's over. So if you train yourself, if you leave this podcast with just one thing, just automatically decide to say yes to everything in your head first and then try to make that work. It's hard to do, but a couple of little disclaimers here. I think that you and I have obviously a pretty friendly situation, so it's a little easier for us. I wouldn't expect everybody who's in a divorce situation to be able to call on their ex. Now he's shoving her face full of crepe right now. Um, I wouldn't expect. <laughs> I'm on a sugar-free, no-flour diet, and I lost it. I wouldn't expect most people to be able to have a situation where they call up and say, can you take my dog? Can you do this and this? But when it comes down to the kids, and this is the common refrain for, for me, for us, 
I, I have this kind of pact with myself. If it ever involves taking the kids, the answer is always yes, because they're my kids and because I like to spend time with them, even when I find them occasionally irritating. Um, so, uh -huh. so that is what makes it easy for me. I'm not necessarily saying that yes to Nelly, or you're not necessarily saying yes to your partner. You're saying yes to your kids. That's easier somehow. It, it, it takes so like if you have issues with your ex and you don't want to give them anything, well, don't worry. You're not giving them anything. You're giving the kids something. You're giving yourself the gift of time with your kids. So that makes it a little bit easier and it takes some of that angst away from maybe doing a favor for somebody you'd rather run over. Um, and it's also not keeping score because if you're, if you're watching this and you're deciding to have a good divorce and your ex is nowhere near in the same place as you, that's a challenge because Dan and I are on the same page with a lot of stuff and it didn't just come naturally. So if you, if you're in every relationship you have, you're half of it. That's all you can control. That's all I control is my half. So if Dan really was a dick all the time and I decided, you know, say I'm in like massive amounts of therapy and I'm working on myself and I'm just going to say yes to him, even though last week when I was like, you know, say it had gone badly, um, like I had to find someone else to take the kids, although, you know, whatever I could have, but say you had been like, sorry, I'm busy. I have a meeting. Sorry, I can't take the kids. Da, da, da. But and then you turned around three days later after you'd already taken the kids and been cool. What if you had been uncool and then you said, hey, I want to switch nights and go to this concert? I'd have to dig really deep and go, OK, I'm I'm going to set an example, which I think is what you did with me in the beginning, because you were never a dick to me ever. And so it trained me on how to not be a dick back because I was like, Jesus, doing all this stuff. He wants to switch nights. Yes. He wants, you know, can I pick up the kids? He's got a meeting. Yes. Can, and, and it's true when the kids are involved, it's, it's always yes. And we go to a lot of events together anyway. But the, the thing is, if you're only half the relationship and it's the only half you can, you know, I've, I've been with people who are talking about their ex. They're like, well, I'm not letting her take him to New Hampshire an extra day to go on vacation there because she didn't let me. You know, it's always keeping score. It's a quid pro quo, which and is so, never, you're never going to find out. No, and if you keep doing that and keeps keep keeping score and say, well, two weeks ago she did this and a year ago. And when I was on vacation, she wouldn't let me talk to him. Like, just be the cool part of your of your divorce. And like slowly you might train them. You'd be surprised at how some some total like jerks can become kind of cool once you're cool. Right. And again, you, all you got to do is keep looking, at your, keep looking at your kids and see what's best for them. So that makes it easier. Another kind of aspect of this that I think is important to think about is the means of communication. Um, one of the things that I think a lot of people fall into the trap, whether you're texting or emailing, you don't have, Jesus, you don't have body language. <laughs> My mom. You don't have body language to deal with. So, so you, if you're talking to somebody by text or by email, all you have is the words on the page. And some people aren't that great at expressing themselves or some people hit autocorrect by or, or get taken down by autocorrect. Always try as you're sending stuff by uh, these kind of emotionless forms of communication to keep it really to the facts. Don't get into the emotion. Don't go to the place where you're like, well, you're such a jerk. And that stuff is useless. If, you, if you're if you going to use text or email, 
keep it to the, the straightforward stuff. It's stuff that's not emotional. If I text Nellie and said, hey, I want to go see Shaky Graves. Can you take the kids on Sunday night? And she says no. And that's the end of it. I'm not going to, I mean, I might be pissed for a minute because I'm like, damn it, now I can't do that. But there's no emotion in it. It's not like she's punishing me. I, I, I'm fine with that. I can deal with that. It's just the way it is. I, don't, I know that Nellie, having all this experience as a divorced couple, I know she's not looking for ways to put the screws to me. So over time, that gets easier. But in the front end of this, just assume nothing about the stuff that comes across that's not intended to be emotional. Don't assign animus and, and venom and vitriol to something that doesn't necessarily have it. People don't always mean the worst that it sounds like. I, I, I think they rarely do. Sometimes they do, but I think they rarely do. You, you know, what's if you're going to have a conversation that involves emotion, then you want to probably do it either by phone or in person. If you need a third person there to keep you guys from going at each other, well, you got to do that too. But try to keep the, the means of communication consistent with what you're trying to communicate. It's, it's like, it, my thing is like practicing what you preach. I've told my kids, I've told them a thousand times, if you can't say it to someone's face, then don't Snapchat it, don't text it, don't be like, why'd you wear that? Like, there's things that people do on social media that you wouldn't say to anyone's face. And so don't do it. And if you, like, the reason why happily demarried is easy for us, it's easy for me, because I, I but we live it. I am happily divorce from you. I really am. I feel lucky that I married you because we have a good divorce, but I, um, sorry, I just got distracted. By the flushing toilet? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I, I think we practice what we preach. And when I, when I think about you and I'm like, if I can be cool to this guy that I'm divorced from, that there's like piles of shit that we could be fighting about and arguing and finances and housing and college coming up and all this kid crap. If I can make this relationship that's typically supposed to be like, you know, angry and fueled with hate. If I can make this relationship work, it makes a lot of my other relationships work because I can practice just being a loving mother and a loving person in every other part of my life. And it is not easy. And it's not like I was born like this. I'm a real pessimist and I, I can't hold on to this all the time, but I really I try to be a good ex-wife. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to not have this to worry about. You can worry about something else if worrying is what you like to do. But if you, if you can eliminate the stress that's associated with an, uh, an ex, then you go a long way toward making the rest of your life feel a lot better. And your kid's life too. Um, it just is a lot easier. I think Nellie's done with her crepes. Maybe <laughs> we're done with this. I'm not sure. We got to get Gus to the doctor. Oh yeah, we do. Um, so that's it for communication. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to say on it. Don't hesitate to send us ideas, thoughts, suggestions. If you ever see this, uh, as to topics that you'd like us to cover. Yeah. Send a comment or email us. If you have a story you want, you're, you're confused about like, how do you not be the dick in this situation? You tell us and you want to vent or you just want to vent and not let it get back to your ex. We're here for you. You know what? If we see stuff we like, we might put you on this with us because how cool would that be if anybody ever listened? Wow. And we had a guest. Gus is so embarrassed. We're looking for a guest. He's so embarrassed. Gus, you want to be on 
live that nobody's ever going to watch? He left. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks for not watching. Happy to be married over and out.